Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Here we are. Week three. I think it's week three. Got to be. It's chapter three. Week three of our SOGR Mastermind Next Level. I think I'm the only chicken on the call right now. But that's okay. The others will be joining me soon. Yes, I know. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I am doing okay. Doing okay. This morning I was trying to get my furniture taken care of, but turns out it was my own doggone fault because I'd never heard the doorbell ring, which is unbelievable to me, but true. So, anyways. I guess Allie's Still no furniture. It. Well, I got it. I got furniture yesterday, but they were supposed to be coming to fix things today, mm. like clean stuff and take a chair that has got a flash in it that came that way. So, and I don't know. I, I didn't hear the doorbell, and Allie said she heard it, but she thought I answered it, so she didn't answer it, and she didn't, you know. So it was my bad. I actually, I never heard it ring. So, which is odd to me because I was sitting right here but I was on the phone with somebody so oh well so now I got to reschedule again next week so my blood was curdling because they said well he was there and he left a note and check your door and I checked both the doors I said there was no no here and I never heard it so anyways but Allie did so it's my bad it's just my bad so We'll just have to do it again next week. So there's a reason they're coming next week instead of today. Mm-hmm. So anyways, <laughs> I, was on my, I was on the phone with actually somebody that um, is kind of an inspiration for me as it relates to the stuff that we're talking about. Hi, Ellen. Are you mm-hmm. on the line now too? Good morning. Hi. Hi. I wanted to make sure I acknowledged you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you're welcome. So my friend Brian, we did this epic car build with him when we were, you know, at Jet Hot. And so he contacted my dad and said, hey, I have this idea for, you know, a project you and I could work on together. And so, you know, it turns out they're going to work on it, work on one together. And so... Anyways, he called and talked to me for like over an hour yesterday and we were just talking about, he was talking about how he could never have a real job 
you know, and so we were laughing about, he said, you know, every once in a while I get this idea that, you know, I could just go take a job as a maintenance guy somewhere and I would just do really bitching solutions to all their maintenance problems. And so I just started laughing and I said, yes, every entrepreneur I know has that dream job that's like no stress where they just go take a regular job and like do a straight nine to five where they don't have to think or work or you know, be in the grind of the struggle and have the continuity of the paycheck. But also most of us wouldn't be able to stand it if we had to do that. And so he's like, yeah, it's just this dream that I go into, but I don't really stay there. So he said, because I'm doing the thing that I love. And even when it's hard, I'm still doing the thing that I love. And, you know, and he's, he's, he's in the process of, you know, making a big change, like a big forward leap. So it was fun to talk to him and hear everything that he's up to. So, you know, and he's somebody that's kind of living right. He's, he's absolutely like in his lane doing what he should be doing. So, and he builds these epic cars that are just crazy. So, um, so it'd be fun to see what he and my dad put together. So he was, he was, it was inspiring talking to him yesterday to remember, you know, to follow the thread of the passion and, and what it's done for him and, you know, and so we were talking about a project we might potentially work on in the near future, an event project. So um, he, I'm going to an event that he founded that, um, for next month I'm going to an event that he founded last year. So this will be the second annual of it. And he's not sure he's going to, you know, move forward with it with a guy he's the partner with. So um so he was saying maybe he and I should put together an event out there. And I said, well, dude, unless it's some way for us to race, most of my friends are not going to want to show up. <laughs> he just started laughing. He said, well, they actually have an airport there that um, people can use for different things. So we might be able to work that out. Um, and he said, they have a good relationship with the town. So they like having people bring events there. So anyways, it was fun to just possibility think with him. Um, about ways to put things together. So it was good to be in the space of talking to somebody who's in the middle of it and, you know, having a lot of success being smack dab in the middle of his dream. So it's, it's good to have that energy and that reminder. So particularly when we're talking about the chapter about, you know, that we can get what we want. <laughs> Oops, I have myself on mute. I thought it got awfully quiet. I was like, did I lose them? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm here. I just, uh, and I was pouring coffee, and I'm like, yeah, I really like this chapter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dead, dead silence. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm actually. I just opened up my Kindle, uh, and uh, my Kindle web page. I don't have a Kindle, but um, and I'm reading that book that Amanda recommended, uh, E Squared. Oh, so good! I love that book. Yeah, I um, I somehow missed this one. You know, I. Thought I read all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, we got a new one. 
Oh, yeah, I love that book. Love, love, love that book. It would be good to go back and read it, actually, hearing you say that. Uh, Maybe we could read it. Just saying. Yeah, it's a good book. Get exercises in there. Sorry, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. I, I was the reason I mentioned it is because I I went to go get to the chapter we're studying and and I it it was going to take me a minute or two because that book was open. I was not prepared. Okay. Now I'm prepared. Well, do you guys want to like just go ahead and dive into the chapter and then we can back into kind of sharing about our week and and yes, that kind of stuff. Okay, so I had underlined, um, I love this part, this much is certain. To get more, you must make constructive use of what you have. You cannot use what you have not. I mean, that's so basic, but (laughs) rocket science. But I know, but think about it. Like, think about how much time, like for me, I read that and I was like, yeah, how much time do I spend thinking about trying to do things in a way that I don't yet have the stuff I need to do the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'd, yeah, I'd like to do that thing, but I'm not there yet. So why am I sweating that thing when I don't have use of the thing right now? So therefore, your problem is how to make the most constructive use of what you already have. Do not waste any time considering how you would use certain things if you had them. Consider simply how to use what you have It is also certain that you will progress more rapidly if you make the most perfect use of what you have. In fact, the degree of rapidity with which you attain what you want will depend upon the perfection with which you use what you have. Many people are at a standstill or find things coming their way very slowly because they're making only partial use of present means, power, and opportunities. That is a profound paragraph right there. Mm. And that actually is what I've been thinking of in the past week is what are the things that are right here at my fingertips that I'm only making partial use of? You know, like what what are the things that I'm not really tapping into and making use of? and because um, that's where my next area of growth is, is to get planted and expand the use of what's already in my hands. That was a huge point for me, too, and it, it totally informed uh, the action that I'm taking. It, 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 I'm, oh, my God. I'm like, oh, oh. Yes, that's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I feel like jack of all trades, master of none right now. Mm. Um, I've been, yeah. So, yes, 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 yes. I underlined it too. (laughs) (laughs) I underlined it too. Yeah, it just really, like, hit me, so. Yeah. 
And then, of course, we have our whole flying, flying squirrel section. And I totally agree. When I am learning to leap, it is not pretty. It's like gaggly legs and arms and hands. And, you know, all I can envision is, you know, because for me, everything goes back to racing, right? So all I can envision is like learning how to race. And in the beginning, my brother's nickname for me was spin because it, I always <laughs> spun out. Like I always spun out. Like I always went, I way overdid it. And I would be like, shoo, 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 spin in circles. And so, you know, we just start calling me spin all the time. And, um, and like to the point that I started getting self-conscious about it. And, you know, fortunately, my friend Kyle came up to me and, um, and every time I would spin out, my brother would hassle me and then my friend Kyle would run over and high five me and he goes, great job, glad you spun out. And I was like, what? And he goes, great job, glad you spun out. And I was like, you are? And he was like, well, yeah, because it means you're, you found the edge and you went over it. So all you have to do is rein it in just a little bit, and you'll be on the ragged edge without going over it. So some people will never spin out, so they'll never find the edge. And so spinning out is a part of learning. And I was like, it just, my brain blew up when he said that. And then I no longer felt self-conscious about spinning out. And so it's such a little thing, but so, yeah. So, you know, when we're, when we got our arms and legs are all gaggly going in every direction, that, that's a part of our learning. So it is perfect, actually. Because <laughs> we're, we're in an expansive state, no matter how ungraceful we think we look. <laughs> right. And we're not no, no, one, no one said that we had to be graceful. I mean, that wasn't part of the agreement as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Kids, little babies do not look graceful when they are trying to walk, you know? It's not. <laughs> Very true. They get models of it all day, every day, and they still just look like little zombies trying to figure out how to make everything work together. <laughs> it's true. There's nothing. I mean, it's cute, but it's not graceful. <clears throat> so that is a great visual. It is cute, but it is not graceful. Yeah, and can I can I bring up that 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 sentence still bugs me a little bit, and and the reason why is okay. The first squirrel which began to develop the parachute membrane must have been a see. This is it, a, a very perfect leaper, <laughs> and so it's not leaper in the sense of like he would get a ten in Olympic squirrel leaping. Right? (laughs) 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 I'm assuming the other squirrel pulling up cars. (laughs) I love it. But what do they know? They can't leap anywhere near 10. God, hate it when people are always judging. They can't do a thing themselves. No, that word makes me broken too, real bad. Real bad. In the most perfect way. I love that it it makes me think. And I'm sure that Wallace Waddles intended it that way. Like, like what is perfect, right? Is it someone who, like, 
works the system and finagles and and then and then wins unexpectedly you know there's there's an example that I'm thinking of that I will name but you know right there's there's different ways to be to achieve a certain level of success right yeah right i mean and so is it only the one is it only the um you know the Gabby Douglas of squirrels that is the perfect leaper, or is it the, you know, the scrappy little finagling squirrel who, you know, cuts corners and but does it anyway? Did, did, am I making any sense? Yeah, and you I'm know not, what? I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not, just, putting, I'm not putting judgment on like scrappy and finagling. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying. Yeah. And I think that's, as we're reading this, there's a sentence up here that says, if you are only jumping half as far as you can, you will never fly. And so I think the perfect jumper, like how I read it, is the perfect jumper is somebody who's doing, who's doing like jumping as far as they can. Like as often as reasonably and as far as they can they're not doing half measures they're not you know you know they're not half-assing it they're like okay pretty or not i'm gonna i'm gonna throw down and and give it my all and then it's either going to succeed or not but i'm going to have given it my all and so that's kind of how i read this as the the perfect leaper is that it's somebody who put all of themselves into it and did it with the gusto and gave it their all. And, and I think when, you know, we, we have more of a chance of doing something when we give it our all than when we kind of phone it in. At least that's how I read it. And giving it our all doesn't mean we have to like be workaholics and kill ourselves. I just mean, you know, we're, throw, we're throwing ourselves into it. And we're doing the footwork part of it. So that, that's kind of how I, ha- I interpreted this, but I also understand the, you know, have been a very perfect leaper is kind of a confronting sentence because it's like, wait a minute, it seems unrealistic. So I totally get that that sentence is like, because the first time I read it, I was like, what does that even mean, perfect leaper? Uh, you know, as I continue to look at it, I'm like, okay, it's about using the leaping power in a certain kind of way with all of my heart and soul in the moment that I'm trying to make that leap. And, and I'm going to guess probably having to leap more than one time. Like, I don't think the flying squirrel just only leaped once. I think it had to work its way up into, you know, the point of that evolution. So, right, wrong, or indifferent, that was kind of how I read it. But I do like the idea of a flying squirrel and a bunch of other ones. <laughs> I mean, <they're laughs> the Olympics of leaping. Now, I'm never going to be able to read this chapter without thinking about a bunch of little squirrels sitting there with number cards. <laughs> Which makes it playful to me. Which is always a much better energy to come at it with. Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm in rare form today, sorry. (laughs) No, I love it. I love it. Like uh 
I've taken basically three days off, two and a half days. No, Saturday, noon, Sunday, Monday, almost three days off. Like literally off, like trying not to, you know, trying to just only do the things that I feel like are really important for me to do and other things. If I could table it for a few days, I did just because I felt like I really needed to give myself a mental, physical break for my benefit of my healing because I realize that I'm just pushing too much, even just in my brain. I'm pushing myself too hard to heal, and that is not going to be my best healing space. So um, so I just had to kind of totally shut down for a couple of days. So I'm feeling a lot more, more like myself again. So... I'm feeling a lot more like a flying squirrel today. <laughs> Watch out. <laughs> yeah. This is my absolute favorite quote in the whole chapter that I outlined. It's the one about um, the one that you just were saying about the uh, why isn't it loading? If you're only jumping half as far as you can, you'll never fly. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, I can't. I can't find that. I just did a quick little search, and I couldn't find that quote. Okay, so you were just, you were just, where were you just reading, Alan, about the squirrel? It's um, start reading about the squirrel, and I'll find where you are, and I'll direct you to it. Because you were uh, in the section reading about the flying squirrel, right? Yeah, yeah. The fir- well, the first squirrel, which began to develop the parachute membrane. Okay, so. So go up about two or three sentences previous to that. If you are only jumping. It's just like maybe, did you find it? Thank you. You're welcome. If you are only jumping half as far as you can, you will never be an Olympic squirrel leaper. (laughs) That's right. You'll never get that 10. In nature, we see that life advances from one plane to another by perfecting function on the lower plane. You know, which like totally makes sense, right? We start learning how to do something. We do it for a while until we get the art of that bit down and then we expand. I mean, if if we think about it just in terms of like our our own like coaching, self-development journey, whatever it is, we started out with some some thing where we started and then we had to develop that skill and the next skill and the next skill and so we had to keep expanding and growing and evolving into you know the the role of coach or facilitator or consultant or whatever it is you know so for me it's something that I have had to grow into the idea of a you know consultant slash facilitator because when I'm consulting I'm always facilitating in groups you know, and the, we're always trying to move them from where they were to some new place. So, and then I had underlined like the very next paragraph, um, like the second sentence in, you must do perfectly all that you can do now. And it is the law that by doing perfectly all that you can do now, you will become able to do later things which you cannot do now. The doing to perfection, and for me, when I read perfection, I just I, I take that as 
you know, leaping full, not half. The doing to perfection of one thing invariably provides us with the equipment for doing the next larger thing because it is a principle inherent in nature that life continuously advances. Every person who does one thing perfectly is instantly presented with an opportunity to begin doing the next larger thing. This is the universal law of all life and is unfailing. Unfailing. First, do perfectly all that you can do now. Keep on doing it perfectly until the doing of it becomes so easy that you have surplus power left after doing it. Then by this surplus power, you will get a hold on the work of a higher plane and begin to extend your correspondence with environment. So true. Yeah. That's big. I've highlighted that too. Yeah. Like I don't even have anything to say about that. It's like, whoa. All I can do is stare at it. You know, something strikes me as I'm looking at it too is that um, I want I I know for me that since we have been studying this book that I was directed to to do this. You know, whenever we started, like a year and a half ago, right? Do all that I could now, keep on doing it perfectly, um, and then you know, then the surplus power kicks in, and and work of a higher plane starts to present itself. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, it's already, it's like that cycle has already started. And it's just a matter of continuing to, continuing the cycle. Yeah, totally agree. Yep, it's just continuing to evolve. I mean, because if you think about, like, what was happening for any one of us. Yeah. A year and a half ago, almost, whatever it is. Actually, we're getting, like, a year and nine months ago in June. Like, as opposed to, like, if you just stand far enough away from our lives to look at. Like, I think every one of us has moved. Like, or maybe you had just moved, Ellen. Yeah. And, you know, like, how many things have you, like, spooled up and expanded in your business? And, you know, I don't remember the exact date that you moved, Amanda, but, like, it was around that time. I've since moved twice, but I feel like the move that I'm in now has really grounded me. And, you know, I just, I I feel like so much has evolved and, you know, just time passing, that can happen too. But, I mean, you know, when I step back and look at it, like I'm just thinking about like a lot of evolution has happened. And I think for me, more things have evolved in my life as a result of being in the circle with you two and doing this work 
than I think I would have availed myself of, like having you guys to journey with me and having your support and being able to talk about it with you guys and be in it with you guys. And it's not like it's been smooth for all of us either. Plenty of bumps along the way. But I feel like I've seen a lot of ways in which each of us have evolved to grow, continue to grow outside of our space. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about just physical environment. I went from basically living in a bedroom to evolving to like literally mostly living in a single bedroom in a, you know, in a condo to evolving to, you know, being in a three bedroom house with a garage and a rec room and a extra shop and a garden shed on three acres. Like that was like, it's like, that feels like evolution. Like that feels like growing larger than what my present place was. So I had to keep holding the space of where I wanted to be while I was living in the space that I was in, which is like, you know, and I heard Mastin Kitt say a great thing when he talked about being in this room that was like 10 feet by 10 feet. And he was like, God, you know, I have these big dreams. Why am I reduced to being in a room that's 10 feet by 10 feet? And he said, your space is as big as your face. And I was like, boom. I just wow. heard him say that recently. And it's right. It blew my head up. I was like, oh, that's what was happening for me at those times. Like, you know, my face got small. And then I started expanding my face, but it took a while for, you know, the truth to show up regardless of that current appearance. So I was holding the space for wanting and dreaming and visioning, you know, my own spot while I was in the middle of like living in, you know, (laughs) 10 by 10 space. So... And not that that's everybody's dream. It just, it was mine because I've been living in other people's spaces for so long. And I just, you know, I just really was ready to commit to taking on the responsibility of my own place. So, and this is the first house I, I, you know, will own totally on my own without a spouse. So, because every piece of real estate that I've been in has been with a partner. So, this will be the first one that, this only has my name on the dotted line, which is an excitement in and of itself. So, you know, it's like kind of like when I step back and look at it, I think you're exactly right, Ellen. I think it's been this evolution that's been happening and continues to happen, you know. I mean, Amanda, look at, you did the Nike thing and that woman sent that thing out and, you know, three hours later, you, there's 193 people or something that want to attend your program. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's evolving, you know. I think that's, I think that was perfect leaping right there. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like, boom. Like she put it out there and you, you grew larger than your present place before you even held the thing, Mm -hmm. you know? So like, that's SEO over there doing your, whatever your website, you know, SEO and expanding your website presence and, you know, online presence, like that's all been this evolutional journey that you've been on and then deciding you want to do coaching and then bang, the coaching client shows up like, 
there's been a lot of evolution and it inspires me every time I see you guys do something, you know, for me, it's, it's inspiration to keep trudging. And I, I think uh, what you're doing right now is a really important step because so much of my consciousness is, um, you know, work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, sleep, <laughs> you know, <laughs> work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, sleep. And, and I, I still get this voice that tells me you're not doing enough. You know, um, you, it's just telling me that I'm not enough and it's not good enough. And it's not as harsh as it used to be, I will say that. But I think this idea of reflection and, um, you know, going down the list of the things that have been accomplished and how far we have come, I think it's so valuable to to developing stamina. You know, if we don't take time to reflect on how far we've come, it's well, for me, it's hard to keep the energy up. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not sure I do it enough, actually. You know, I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because a lot of times I can only see my growth in hindsight. I don't know about you guys, but I can't actually see it in the moment. Like sometimes other people can see it in the moment, but I can't always see it in the moment. So, and then sometimes it scares me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mm, I'm scared. I'm scared. Uh, yeah, I have other things. I mean, if you guys have other things, please jump in. Otherwise, I can keep going with the stuff that I have. Which is basically almost the whole rest of the chapter. <laughs> it's basically all the stuff that I highlighted, too. So keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do not wait for a change of environment. It may never come. Your only way of reaching a better environment is by making constructive use of your present environment. Only the most complete use of your present environment will place you in a more desirable one. Hello. And, you know, when I'm such a, like, like, space and visual and being organized is so important to me. The little things like the fact that my garage is not organized right now bothers me. And so, like, for me, that's one of those things of, like, I'm not making the most complete use of my present environment because I have things that I feel like are out of place and that I can't use it the way I want to use it. And so for me, this, I interpret this in big and small ways, like the big ways of making leaps and business leaps and putting myself out there and, you know, like the thing that I'm getting ready to do with you, Amanda, like that's a big, you know, for me, because I have some of the same video stuff that you have, like I have, you know, as much as I like doing that stuff at the same time, like I wish I was 30 pounds lighter right now doing it, like, so I have all this chatter going on around it, but I also know I have got to start putting myself out there because it's the thing that I want to do. And so I just need to take that leap. 
And, and so there's taking leaps in my business, but then there's also these things of making complete use of where I'm at in the space and how it's defined and what it looks like. And, and so even like getting my mother being so generous with gifting me this furniture, I realized that I am making more use of my space now that I feel like I have a place for people to come and sit and enjoy. And like I've had people, several people over already because I feel like now my space is more able to be used for that. And it's the vision that I've had for myself of kind of wanting my home to be a place where I can regularly invite people over to gather and to have fun and to support each other and just goof off and, you know, do creative projects together and, you know, movie nights, whatever, just that it can be a place that is really open to the people that I care about. And so I feel like that's happening. Um, And like, it's a beautiful thing. There's something about, I don't know, it just feels like I'm using it more completely, and then I can also see the limiting beliefs I had about not having people over before, because people don't care. They wouldn't have cared if I had a futon in the living room as opposed to a conventional couch. What do they care? Like, they're coming over to see me, not make a judgment about my furniture. So it's good for me to see these constructs that I make about how things need to be. And so it's a little bit of both. Like, there's certain things that it was complete enough. I could have invited people over. And then there's other things where it's not complete. Because like in my garage, I really can't make use of that space right now because it's just not organized enough. Nothing is in its place. It's hard to find things. It's hard to get at things. And I know a lot of people will walk over here and say, my God, your garage is clean. But the way I operate, it is not because I'm like, everything has a place and put it in its place because then it's efficient and you can use it and it's easy to find and it's easy to put away and it looks nice and visually there's not a lot of noise and so I'm super sensitive to that kind of stuff. So this chapter for me is like there's big and small ways that I can completely use my space. And for me, clutter is a not very easy way for me to use my complete space. And not when I'm in the creative process, but I mean as an ongoing concern. So it's interesting to me the way that I am interpreting this in my life. I don't know if you guys have had any of those same kind of thoughts or if what I'm saying sounds crazy, but no, not crazy. I've been thinking about it in terms of like um, feeling like, like I was telling my sister the other day, um, like I'm tired of living such a small life. Like I feel like my life is confined to this house except for grocery stores. And um, <laughs> oh. here, like I live in this beautiful place. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and so for me, and I was telling my son the other day, you know, it's like so, um, <clears throat> you know, at like when someone when you grow up and someone asks you like, what was your childhood like? Are you gonna be like, are you gonna be satisfied saying like, I became a story junkie like my mom because we like got really nerdy about TVs and movies. 
and he and he looked at me and he was like, "Where are you going with this?" And I said, "Like, <laughs> is it enough for you?" You know, because looking back for me, you know, there are like obvious benefits to having lived a smaller, cozier life. You know, pretty close mm-hmm. with my family. Um, we played a lot of games at home, like, but I missed out on a lot that was good for me. Like, mm. that would have been good for me. Like, being more active outside. Like, you know, Ryan Ryan got to, like, just meander the woods near his house for hours at a time. And um, and because of that, he doesn't, he's a lot, um, in a lot of ways, he's a lot less fearful around physical safety, like things like that, you know, just like I never, I didn't get pushed to my edge. I was mm. cozy. And um, and so I I have that, like, I, I get pushed to my edge mentally quite a bit and emotionally, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't have edges and haven't been growing. I just feel like for me it has, this conversation is more on the side of, um, pleasure than work. Yeah. And I I think this TV show is kind of giving me the opportunity to be like, I'm getting it all, damn it. <laughs> 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 you know, yeah. I want I want all of it. It's like super fun. I'm definitely you know putting content out that's gonna really help people, and I'm having a blast. I mean, I'm. When you guys see Janae's interview, you're just going to laugh. I mean, at some point, she's just like, I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say those words. And I'm, I was like, well, I'm about to ask for forgiveness because I I don't remember conversations about network words and not words. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was just, we were busting up this whole time. And it, I had that feeling of like, I don't know if this is serious enough for it. But you know what? Like, that is how things, that's our conversation. So I don't know. I just feel like I'm getting these little glimpses of how to pull more of that into my work. But for me, this conversation is really about, like, I, I really, um, I want more. I want more. I want to do dance classes regularly. I want to be at the beach more often I want to you know like oh, space in between yeah I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm like hmm, maybe I'll just like do maybe not just but maybe this corporate training thing is like a way to create more space in my life I can just you know pull some people in a room once a month and cover my bills. How about that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go play at the friggin' beach. <laughs> yeah. Dude, aren't you close to Multnomah Falls? Yeah. Are, are you close to the Columbia River forage mm-hmm. area? Yeah. Oh my gosh, the falls is so beautiful to go hiking there. Like, oh, mm-hmm. it's divine. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it's. You know, a lot of it got burned up though. That fire that <gasps> happened out here. Oh. A lot of it, like the whole yeah. gorge is singed. Wow. But yeah, I know we have we have these gorgeous places, and 
Yeah. Just, you know, part of it is work time and sure. rest time. And then the other part is like, um, you know, just feeling like I really am tired of being the like team organizer here. Yeah. Like, you know, I really would like to be, to have some energy around some ideas. Like, why not? Why is it so hard to get you all to send me some fucking pictures for a vision board? Like, what is this? <laughs> I am not going to create our vision by myself. You know, it's like, ugh. anyway. But yeah, maybe I should just start hopping in my car and going to the fucking beach by myself. See what happens. Uh, ding, 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 ding. There you go. Love that idea. The beach was awesome today. Yes. Love that idea. <laughs> Even if you want to take your computer and work there. I used to do that when I lived in Washington mm. on the nice days. I would just take my computer and I would, I, I mean, I didn't have Wi-Fi, but anything that I was wanting to create content or write or whatever, I would just mm. go sit at the beach, even on days that were cool, if I could tolerate it. Cause it just, the change of scenery was really good. It's why I love flying mm-hmm. because when I'm flying, it gives me perspective of like my place in the universe and how expansive the universe is. And Mm -hmm. like, there's something about it that just expands my mind. And I have to say, I'm really kind of, I'm, I'm kind of really tinkering with this notion of pleasure. Like, it was so delicious for like taking three days off, like really giving myself permission to just say like, you know, like I want to get, I want to give Amanda feedback on that survey and, you know, watch the interview with Ursula and like, you know, knowing that I had those things in my mind, but also knowing that I would bring a better me to the party to be able to do that. If I just, you know, and it's not just those things, it's like, a, you know, a laundry list of things that I felt like I should do. And so it's kind of slave driving myself about it. And I thought, I don't, nobody would want that for me. Nobody would be wanting me to slave drive myself about something. That's not what anybody would want. And nobody else was doing it to me. It was my own, it was my own, you know, Tina, the taskmaster, you know, which to your point of the, to your 21 day thing, like mine are like, you know, I have, you know, Roxy the rebel and Tina, the taskmaster. And, you know, Roxy the Rebel is always, like, flipping people off and screw you. Like, I'm going to do what I want to oh do when God. I want to do it. How did you, you know? not tear this in there? Well, because I was, I just been dinking around with it. And I was uh, like, and then there's, because that's where I got stuck. Like, I got stuck in that spot in it where I was like, I just got overtired. And I was like, this work is so good. But I, honestly, my physical system was so tapped that mm-hmm. I, I just couldn't, I just, uh, for, you know, I had to go to DMV three times, and finally the third time my daughter had to drive me. Like, my physical system was so tapped. I've just been pushing myself too hard since the surgery to try and get better and, you know, get things done. And I was like, you know what, this is not the, this is not the path to healing. It's not. And even though I don't feel like I was totally overdoing it in terms of being out all day every day or anything, the emotion that seriously, the Tina, the taskmaster was just in there, like not cutting me a break. And so even when I was laying down, I was not, you know, so to be in the space of realizing like all that was going on. And so the, the three days of really just saying, 
you know what, we're going to do whatever we feel like. Basically, we're, we're going to, we can watch TV, we can lay here and stare at the ceiling. And it's funny, the stuff that I did, like washing the sheets and making my bed was very satisfying. And normally, <laughs> that's like a drudgery for me. But I was so excited to actually be able to make my bed and actually put the pillows in the pillowcases. Okay, in all fairness, I could only get two. I couldn't get four in there. But um, my arm gave out after two. But it's only, that's all I needed. I just needed the two. Um, the extra pillows are just for fluff. So, you know, but it was like, it was pleasant to do that, you know, and to sit down and read some things. And I, I, my phone rang off the hook with people I haven't talked to in a long time. And I'm like, this is funny. And, you know, mm-hmm. so just like taking the phone calls from people that it was fun to talk to. And, you know, a friend of mine has this like priest, spiritual priestess guru lady that's here in North Carolina that she wanted me to talk to. And so she said, can I, can I have, give the lady your phone number? She wants to talk to you. And so I was like, sure. So she called me. I swear I got like an hour and a half of coaching from her for free yesterday. And I was like, what is happening? And, you know, she like did a little astrology chart for me and she was like, oh, well, this is going to be a good year for you. And, and pay attention to stuff around like March 8th and then again in November because new opportunities are really going to be coming in for you during those two time periods. And so it's going to be a really good time for you with new opportunities and expansion and a lot of things coming your way. And I'm like, I never asked her any of those questions. She just, you know, started on this little journey with me. So I was like, well, I wasn't going to say no. So, um, so there was something about me being in the mindset of the pleasure place of just like allowing myself to indulge in the pleasure of just not doing. And so that's the thing that I'm getting with myself is there's some balance of like leaping that has to do with, there's a leap also into pleasure. So I think there's a leap into working and doing and giving it our all. But then I also think there's a leap into giving it our all during our pleasure times, like really letting ourselves drink it in. Because I think that gets us in a happy space to then give more back. You know, it's like in the artist's way, Ellen, I think you'll relate to this where she talks about like the morning pages are our taskmaster self. And then the artist dates are when we let our artists go out and play. And it's a lot easier to get people to do the morning pages because it's a task on the list than it is to get them to go do creative play. And so I think there's some level of like throwing ourselves into our pleasure times that will serve us. It's, it's, it's just this inkling that I have. It's been coming in, you know, for sure as a result of these three days, but it's been coming in for a little while now, partly because I feel like that's what's been missing for me in the past so many months is, you know, not doing enough of the things that are really fun for me. And so I feel like that, you know, the universe said, "Eh, we're going to give you a hard stop, like break your wrist. Now you really can't do it. Now really be aware. What do you want to be doing? What's pleasurable to you? What work do you want to be doing? That's pleasurable to you what you know because the work can be pleasurable the play can be pleasurable so I don't know you know I'm just kind of in that space of let's you know I want to I want to challenge us to play around a little bit with pleasure over the next couple weeks and see how that goes for us 
Oh, that's horrible. I know. <laughs> I I got I gotta go. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm no. not doing that because my Tina Taskmaster is busy, man. <laughs> You know what's going to happen, though? My Roxy the Rebel is going to beat the shit out of my Tina Taz. <laughs> Leave her in a heap. Go drive some fucking cars. Exactly. I ain't got time for this. Tina, I ain't got time for you. And no offense to anybody that knows any Tinas. It's not a disparaging thing around Tinas. It's just, you know, it's just the names that came to me and a little creative flourish. So. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Right? But doesn't that make, like... Can you not see both of those sides of me if you think about it? I really. <laughs> you know, so the taskmaster that was going to sell all those workshops by God and fill it with teens and, you know. Yep. Uh, and then the rebel in me that's, you know, got the social worker in the back of the room saying, you're going to crack these kids. And I'm thinking to myself, bullshit, I'm going to crack you. Tell me I'm going to crack these kids. No. You will never crack these kids. Well, I'm not trying to, so. But thanks for the heads up, because now I am going to try and crack you. So, because that will help the teens. <laughs> and he did, remember? He, like, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, he totally, like, had a moment, which was good, because I wasn't cracking him to be mean. I was cracking him because it was too hard, and it wasn't going to help the teens. So, you know, he needed a little transformation himself. So, yeah. So. I don't know. I, I just love Wallace's stuff. I just, you know, I'm just, the stuff is, I just feel, yeah. And this, this other paragraph here where he talks about, um, bear in mind that the motive force which gets you what you want is life and that what you want in the last analysis is only an opportunity to live more. That's where the pleasure part comes in for me, too. And that, therefore, you can get what you want only through the operation of that universal law by which all life advances continuously into fuller expression. That law is that whenever an organism has more life than can find expression by functioning perfectly on a given plane, its surplus life lifts it to the next higher plane. When you put enough of yourself into your present work, to do it perfectly, your surplus power will extend your work into a larger field. Think Nike. It is also essential that you should have in mind what you want so that your surplus power may be turned in the right direction. That is another important part, right? It's also essential that you should have in mind what you want so that the surplus power may be turned in the right direction. Form a clear conception of what you seek to accomplish, but do not let what you seek to accomplish interfere with doing perfectly what you have to do now. Your concept of what you want is a guide to your energies and an inspiration to cause you to apply them to the utmost to your present work. Yeah. When you put enough of yourself into your present work to do it perfectly, your surplus power will extend your work into a larger field. Like, 
I have so many stars around that little section right there. Mm. And that you should have in mind what you want so that your surplus power basically knows where to go. Mm-hmm. So That is so interesting to me. And I, I, I wanted to share something that I just realized um, kind of over the, over the last few weeks and over the weekend. Uh, you know, I moved up here to Oceanside, which is far from, you know, 20 minutes north of where I was used to living. And I had a hard time finding community here that I really enjoyed. But <laughs> this is so bizarre. I, oh, man. Tell your story. Pet me. That's what he says. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, um, so I, I go to meetings to meet people. Uh, it's Well, it's one of my primary ways of connecting with people in the community, you know, because you instantly have a lot in common. And um, But I have met actually two people now, Cheryl, you being one of them. Um, at the, You know, I went to a meeting that I really didn't like, and I never went back. But I met you, and I consider you to be one of my closest friends now. And then I Ditto. realized, oh, thank you. I realized over the weekend that uh, there's another lady, and this this one crept up on me very slowly. Um, she lives physically close to me. She's only about a 10-minute drive from me, but we went to the same Friday night meeting for a really long time. And then slowly over time, she started um, – reaching out and wanting to have dinner like once a month. And, okay, so Saturday, um, we I find myself walking around L.A. County Museum of Art, which is one of my favorite <gasps> art museums. Okay, and I all of a sudden realize here I am at one of my favorite places with, um, okay, this gal who um, at first when I met her, I... I, I couldn't connect, and I wasn't really sure, I, like, who she was or where she was coming from or if it was someone that I could form a close friendship with. Um, okay, she's a geologist, and, you know, I'm, I have a gemstone. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so you have nothing in common. That's really First red flag. So okay, you're rocking chicks. She's an artist. She's like, and I thought she was like, I thought she took like a like a watercolor class here and there. Um, but we, I visited, I visited her house when we got back from the museum. She's freaking crazy prolific painter, like crazy prolific. I, I'm like blown oh, away. Crazy prolific, and um, her name is Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my golly. And it, it snuck up on me. I, I just realized, standing there in the middle of the museum, I'm like, this is really weird. We have so much in common. <laughs> I can't even believe it. <laughs> it. It has to be one of those, like, you know, you know, like a little God thing. God just tapping you on the shoulder saying, yeah, I'm here, and I'm kind of sneaky. <laughs> Here's the thing manifest in your life. And being at the museum really helped me to connect with um, that that fine artist part of myself, that that part of me that um, you know that really really appreciates fine art. 
And uh, anyway, I it's just I had this big aha over that. Like, what are the chances of that? A geologist, give me a break. <laughs> oh my gosh, God has such a great sense of humor. Like, seriously, such a great sense of humor. I love that. Like, you guys have so much in common. You even have the same name. <laughs> Yeah, that's really weird. When we got coffee, one of us had to use an assumed name because we were, <laughs> you know. Oh, I so love it. You know, and my point of my point of sharing this is is you know it's like it, sometimes these things sneak up on me, and like my mode is, and I've shared this before. My mode is work, 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 collapse in a heap. <laughs> Work, 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 work. No, no pleasure. Sorry, collapse in a heap, right? <laughs> Collapsing in a heap in front of the television set is is not pleasure, as as you were referring to it. I think, right? <laughs> it's like save some energy and be present and go out and enjoy something in life. I think that's what you're referring to. Yeah, but in all of it, yeah. like sometimes the most enjoy, enjoyable thing I can do is collapse in a heap in front of the television, but you know, but am I doing it from an exhaustion place or a pleasure place? And, you know, which is just, look at, I certainly don't, I'm, I don't have any expertise in this. It's a, an experiment. I'm trying. I'm not very good at it, but I'm trying. So, yeah, I think it's experimenting with just like, yeah, like taking in more of the pleasure. So I love that you have that experience with her and that you got to go to the museum, a place that you love and share it with somebody who you know, loves it like you do. Like that's, because that's expansive to me, you know. Oh, my God. We're like standing in front of paintings going, I, it, it, God, and it just snuck up on me. I mean, you can't, it's like searching for a mate, I think. It's a great example of that. Like this just totally snuck up on me. We're standing, and I would walk, we'd walk in a room and she'd be like, is that Renoir? And I'd say, oh, no, I think it's Manet. Like we're uh, like we both are, right? And then she'd be like, "Oh, have you ever seen the Kandinsky? That blah blah blah." Like we are both really interested in art, and we have a similar knowledge level. And we just freaking geeked out on art. It was, <laughs> and it, you know, it's not that it's not that easy to find someone who's not totally up their ass snooty talking to talk about paintings and art at a museum. I mean, you yeah. know, it was just. It was really, it was, it, it was a moment where I realized that God is doing for me what I cannot do for myself. And the yeah. coolest thing is that she planned this. She asked me to go and she drove. It, it, so it's like the universe just saying, Ellen, here's a gift for you. You know, hop on board and go. And I'll tell you what, the night before I, I had got it's like, I was so tired. I was like thinking of a way that I could get out of going. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go. I'm too tired. What if it's? What if we have a horrible time? What if she's boring in the car? I like. What the fuck is my brain telling me? And that what? <laughs> right? And I, I'm like, God, stop being such a God. Like I don't know what you're. I, so and I literally had to. It, I had to talk my, I said, you know what, just get a good night's rest. You're going to feel different in the morning. And that, that 
crankiness, that resistance, it's, it's over-exhaustion. It's over-exertion on, on my mm. part. I really have to watch it. Yeah. You know, that I don't push myself to the point where I have nothing in reserve to enjoy a Saturday. Yep, I totally understand. Totally understand. And even if I'm not, like, really doing stuff outside of the house, it's even just that, seriously, just that mental taskmaster, like, she's exhausting. You know, she just, she's exhausting. <laughs> like, take a break, girl. So, yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. I, what I love your, that you want What does your taskmaster need? A nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A time out. <laughs> I'm going to lock you in the bathroom with bubble bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm t- the last three days, I have become the master of the nap. I've taken morning naps and afternoon naps, and I'm not a nap person, but, like, I was so tired. I was so tired, and I was like, I can't stay awake. I went, okay, well, I guess we're going to sleep. And, um, you know. And like guilt-free, like I just told myself, we're just going to do this guilt-free. We're just going to go ahead and do it because, you know, they told you at PT, they don't really want you, you know, traveling or doing anything ambitious until the end of February. So, like, you've got doctor's orders to chill the heck out. So let's go ahead and do it. And, you know, and I think two things happen. One is that, you know, the occupational therapist, the PT lady told me that, you know, my fingers didn't get damaged, my wrist did. And so even though they're not working right now, it will all come back. And I needed, I needed her to say that. And so that quieted a bunch of things in my brain. Um, And then her just saying, look, I would prefer you don't do any, anything, you know, really ambitious for the next four weeks. And let's see how far we can get you rehabbed. And so, you know, for me, part of it is the permission came from external but since I don't really know how to rehab a wrist, I needed it to come external. And then it just, it had a cascading effect for me. And, you know, so my dad wanted to get together for coffee this weekend, you know, for me to come over to their house. And he contacted my daughter, not me. And I just tapped out. I said, you know what? Because he wanted us to come Saturday. And I said, I'm just, I'm really tired. I had a sponsor come over Saturday morning. And we had a lovely time visiting, but then I was just tired. And so I said, I actually just don't, you know, I'm already tired today and I don't want to push myself. And I had already made up my mind that I was taking the entire day Sunday off. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't, I was like tapped out Sunday was a nothing day. And so she said, well, what about Sunday? And I said, you know what? I already made a commitment to myself. I wasn't doing anything with anyone on Sunday. And, you know, and so when she was at my dad Saturday, he did ask, you know, what about your mom coming over tomorrow? Because Monday I'm going to South Carolina to the warehouse. Tuesday I have a seminar and then I'm going to Washington for a few weeks. And, but I still just was like, I can't, you know, go over there because my dad wants me to come over there when I'm just not feeling it. Like I'm not going to do that. And so it's a little thing, but for me it felt like a big thing of growing outside of my space of how I normally interact with my dad to take better care of myself than him. And just, and it's a little thing, I realize that, but I just was like, had to say no to the coffee thing. Like, I'm just not going to do it. 
And, you know, but they were very accepting. Yeah, right? But well, it is the thing because that's what, that's what you said created the fall in the first place. Is like you exactly. Making all of these micro decisions that, about for him. Yes. And so it was, it was reversing that tide for myself. Mm-hmm. And saying, no, I made this commitment to myself, and that has to be the most important commitment Sunday, is to live up to the commitment I made to myself and saying no to Saturday because I was tired and not because Mm -hmm. it was something with my wrist, but just because I was tired and I didn't want to go. And so just to be able to say, I'm tired and I'm not going to go and not have to feel like I had to explain it or define it or excuse it or whatever, just. I'm going to stay home today. I made that commitment to myself to stay home the rest of the day. So, you know, those things feel like it is the thing we're talking about, like, you know, growing larger than my space. And I'm sure that's also, you know, it's tiring for me to rewire those choices, you know, because it takes mental effort to talk talk to myself about it and say, you know, I know this is what your dad wants, but the commitment you made to yourself was this. And it's important for you to honor your commitment to yourself. And, you know, so it did take some mental effort to do that. But at the same time, I knew it was the right thing to do. And, you know, he could have offered to come over here and visit and let me lay in my bed where I was comfortable. So, you know, that street runs both ways. And Mm. so, you know, but I didn't feel like I had to make it okay by saying, well, you can come over here or do any of that. I felt like I could just own my no. And then if he had some kind of a counter where he wanted to stop by, you know, last night or tonight or whatever, that would have been fine. But, you know, so it's an interesting little journey. All right, you know, my pleasure. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say for me, uh, I can relate so much. And for me, the it's not just in the in the saying no or um, you know setting a boundary. It's um, it's working through the resistance that the other party puts up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what your dad is like, but I know with my parents, um, they had a very strong energetic influence on me. It was almost impossible for me to say no to them. Almost impossible. Yeah, uh, I learned better over time how to do that, but uh, but yeah, it was very. T- I mean, it's hard enough to just you know take the time for myself, but then to also have to deal with the energetic drains that their energy. You know, they want it, and they're so plugged into me and my energy system. You know, they want it. They want it, and and it. You know, just dealing with that and trying to neutralize that. Uh, I think you use the uh, what's a better word? Their their energetic pull. Mm-hmm. That that can be very tiring. It was for me when my parents were alive. Yeah, and and trying to find ways to do it so that I can share space with them and still be able to take care of myself and you know, to, to be able to be in their space and still have a connected relationship, but take really good care of myself around it. And, you know, I've been much, I, and I've had a lot of practice doing that with my mom 
And so, you know, with my dad, it's kind of a, it's, it's, um, and I've been doing it with my dad in terms of, I set a lot of boundaries about him not being nice to me, like him being verbally, well, yeah, not nice. And just, you know, him having some behaviors that I, I had really strong boundaries with him about. So now being able to do it when it's the loving things, but that still aren't working for me to just be able to take care of myself around that and say not today or, you know, not at this time or not in this way. And, you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot more subtle, the, the things that I'm trying to change now. So you're right, Ellen, it does take a lot of energy to do it. But it's good. It's good for me to do it. And it's healthy. It's healthier for both he and I if I do it. And, you know, because I know in his heart of hearts, he doesn't want me to be run down to come over and visit him. So, you know, and that's my responsibility to he because there's no way he can know that he can't predict how I'm feeling. So, you know. So, yeah, I really, you know, this chapter, I mean, just talking about this chapter really has me thinking about a lot of things a lot deeper. So just being able to say all this, you know, read these words out loud and talk about it. So I want to make sure we get a chance to talk about what your questions, Amanda. Oh. About your revenue model. And and also I listen, I'm like on the last five minutes of that Zoom feedback survey call, whatever thing. So, but not the last five minutes. So I've heard a lot of it, but not the last five minutes. So I do have some feedback that I will give you on it. As I listen, I watched the Ursula thing this morning. Um, I put it on while I was getting ready. So I was like listening to it in the shower and while I was brushing my teeth and it was really good. Um, and then I listened to the, the survey thing. So, yeah, I want to get to that because you were asking about that. Yeah, well, it's interesting because um, they they kind of put my my ideas around, right? So the idea was that I was going to have this 21-day thing and then have this 90-day thing. So the 21 was going to be like this introduction that I thought was going to be this light light run through the work, <laughs> and obviously <laughs> it was not because <laughs> Amanda doesn't do light. What what? Um, even when I try, I can't do it. It's kind of funny, but um, so so then I was thinking, you know, part of what they had said was like, why not do the twenty one day one twenty one day thing, and then um, as you uh, and then afterwards, like they wanted to continue together. That's what they kept saying. Like, we want to keep working through stories together and. We want to um, know how the story shifts, right? Like they want that connection, which is awesome. So um, then I was like, well, okay, so maybe I'll just do like this monthly thing. Like that was kind of their feedback, you know, if we can meet on a monthly basis. And, um, and then I could do like a, kind of like I used to with the writing cocoon day, just like a breakthrough day, you know, or breakthrough uh-huh. hour um, where we could, uh, there would be a few exercises um, facilitated and then some Q&A, like, I don't understand this, or maybe some sharing of my most recent story story junkie hit, you know, 
for people to read and stuff. And then that would maybe also happen during the month of like, hey, check out this video because this really is like the the Jim and Andy um, Netflix special, right? Like stuff that just re- kind of reinforces these ideas and expands the lens. So, um, so like, okay, so I just put out this bestseller quest thing where I said there would be a 90-day something, like people sign contracts, <laughs> whatever. I suppose I could still just create the thing if they haven't done the 21-day challenge. Um, I just, I don't want to complicate things. I don't want things to be complicated. When I think about going to Nike um, yesterday after posting that to you guys, I was thinking that maybe with Nike I'll just offer in-person workshops because they're right here. Mm -hmm. So um, do like, what I had initially offered was like a four-hour training, like a half-day training. Um, so I think it's just, you know, figuring out the packaging for the different audiences. And also then then I, I texted you about the pricing. Oh, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> could, you tell, could you tell how indignant I was about? <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, she's... She's going to ask for their addresses in a second. She's just going to be like, I need phone numbers and addresses. I was pissed. <laughs> I was. I was pissed. I'm like, give me a break. So anyways, I hope that gave you some yeah. idea of like the, the, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's the, it, it was good for me too. Like that indignance was like how, like this doesn't work for them to be saying, you know, I decided to stay in my marriage and I would pay $17 a month for this. Like, yeah. Okay. I don't even, I don't even know what that, that doesn't is. doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. No. No, um, that's not. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I just, you know, feedback is good. The more feedback that I get is better, especially from people who, you know, the other, the other piece to that too, and this is what I was telling Tammy is that, the two people who've seen me facilitate in a group were not on that call. So -hmm. there are a lot of of, uh, objections, let's say, to my ideas because people haven't seen um, that experience. They haven't, they don't know what, they don't know what it is. There's no way for them to understand. And they were scared. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. So what I thought was fear, actually, when I watched the video, in the Zoom thing, yeah. Yeah, I, one yeah. of the people that was like, I don't know why we would, why you would want to do calls. Like, what would be the purpose of that? And I was like, oh, that intimacy is scary to him. Being seen in that way is scary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, that that was my perception on the outside looking in. But I also think that they came around to it. But, yeah, I, I like the 21 day. I mean, I know I fell off, you know, before I got to the end of the 21. But that wasn't, you know, that was just be. Uh, representative where I was, not where the work is. I think the speed, I think getting people moving and keeping them moving before they, you know, scare themselves to death. So Uh I actually think the speed of it, you know, I think, I think doing it at that pace is good because it won't give people a chance to, you know, get themselves totally hung up on the, you know, 
and and part of it is the you know perfectionism right we want to do it all right and you know and if i'm doing it this mm-hmm. fast but julia cameron talks a lot about that in the artist's way about you know like don't because and i've attended some workshops with julia and she's really big about just you know just write the answers and keep moving just do it and keep going just do it and keep going yeah. because we're getting all hung up and so i think the speed you know here's what i will say the speed of that 21 day program the rate the pace at which it goes because it is work like it is mm-hmm. and i i i wasn't that's the one thing is i and i don't think you could have really necessarily known what it was going to take of people but you know to do it well like i really needed to structure time to sit down with it and get my mm-hmm. head straight to be able to dig into the work and so you know so that that i could do do it in a way that i felt like was going to be productive but even that, that's my, like, logic brain, right? That's not my just diving in and whatever answer comes is okay. So, you know, it's trusting the process. And so I think the mm-hmm. speed is important, actually, to that, yeah. that 21 days of just keeping them moving at a pace to get through it. Because it's what you do in the workshops, right? I mean, you don't, right. you know, you're keeping people moving and keeping them in the work. And Yeah, and, and so also... The next time I'll be able to speak to that because I say that on my online workshops now. Look, everyone hates me after exercise one. Like this is just how it goes because I'm asking you to do something in sixty seconds, and so just I I know that you're gonna hate me. Can I just interject for a sec? Um, Sure. I really am completely lost. I have no idea what you're talking about. So I'm just wondering if um, do you guys do you need my feedback or? I, I think I would just need more background to be able to give any kind of feedback on this. So do you need my participation or I, if there was like a specific thing I could speak to? I don't know. I, just don't, have, I don't have any idea um, what you're talking about. I, I mean, I, I have a know. little I'm... idea, a little idea, but I just don't have enough background on what your offer is and what your goal is. Yeah. To be able, well, you know to, what? To be able um, to be helpful. I think there are probably two tiers of of um, support that I that I was asking for, and so um, one of them one of them actually uh, was was Cheryl's feedback because she's been in the program, which is what she's like offering right now, and then the other piece is like based on that conversation. How do I structure it moving forward? Like, should I keep the 21 days? Should I offer it for free? Um, just to have people get the experience and get in the door and then have them move into, I mean, that was like the really exciting piece about that Zoom call was like, oh, a monthly revenue option <laughs> where I'm building community and I'm showing up once a month. Like, that's really exciting, right? That was a, an exciting possibility that, emerged um so yeah i'm not certain that um that i don't i don't i'm not certain that you have all the information that you would need to to give feedback except except for this so if you had um if you saw someone online talking about um you know rewriting a story you know, like there's a there's an old story that has kind of got you. Like it doesn't matter 
how successful you get over here, your relationship always turns to shit. Or um, it doesn't matter um, how well you start to do over here, you always end up with a health crisis, right? Like there's a story that keeps reemerging and kind of slapping you in the face. Okay, so basically what I offered was 21 days to, to identify why that story is occurring and to help people begin to shift it. And the results of that were, they blew my mind. Like, you know, there was one woman who was like, you know, I was getting ready to leave my husband and now I don't see him as a villain anymore and we're working on it. Um, you know, and someone who's been stuck for years trying to get his work in the world is like now texting me like a maniac. Can you help me figure out how to do this over here? <laughs> right? Like he's, he's in it. So it really shifted some things for people. And so my question is really about like, what would you pay to participate? Would you and would you? Or do you need like the, free, the freebie one-off first? and then get a sense of the work, and then sign up for something more on a monthly basis where you can have facilitated sessions. Well, here's what I would say. Yeah, here's what I would say off the top of, well, not off the top of my head, but based on um, my beliefs in a very crowded marketplace is that, um, and this this is not personal to you, so don't take it personally. But uh, based on my experience of signing up for a lot of um, <clears throat> helpful programs, um, 21 days is too long um, <clears throat> to keep someone's attention. This is just my opinion. But I think like three to seven days, I mean three days preferably, and I would reduce the amount of free content and I would make an ask for um, financial opt-in, you know, they're going to pay you money for your expertise. Um, and the marketing message has to be succinct and speak to how you specifically are going to help them. That needs to be the first message, in my opinion. You know, what problem are you going to solve for these individuals? And not how you're going to do it, but what you're going to solve for them. Succinct. And then I would do a, a more – because, I mean, you can offer a, awesome content that takes 21 days, and you're going to get a lot of really engaged people with no money. Right. And I, I'm, I, mean, I don't mean to be, like, mercenary. But I know we, we all want to help people. But when I think that the financial offer needs to be more – it needs to be faster, and it needs to be more money, and it needs to be quicker. Wait, faster, more money, and <laughs> faster and quicker. <laughs> anyway, I mean, that's just my opinion. There's a very crowded marketplace. And what, what we don't want to do is get caught up in, in everybody's process. I mean, the information is great, but we're in business to make money, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to help people. So I, I know I signed up for Mastin Kips like 40 day thing and it's just like way too long way too long for the average Joe Um, and then I signed up for somebody else's seven day blah 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 and I like made it through day two so I I think 
I think unless there's a financial opt-in of, you know, six, $700 or more, I, there's just, a, it, the marketplace is too crowded for me to stay committed. But on the other hand, I don't know if I'm your ideal client. So I would say, have you done an ideal client profile? And who is your specific, who's the person you're going after? And what, and then what, what is that person going to be willing to pay? for the benefit that you're providing. Yeah. Okay. No, that's good. I Because it, it kind of resonates with the one other idea that I had, which was, um, and this kind of came through the call as well, was this idea of um, doing, doing a preliminary, a preliminary call up front or like, like a webinar, but more like a workshop style where I would introduce them, explain the framework, take them through a few exercises so that they can have a little, like the first breakthrough with me there, and then invite them to whatever, the 21 days, or maybe at that yeah. point I could be the private. That that's, the, that's the one, Amanda. That, that's it. That's exactly what I was going to suggest is a 21-dayer. Dude, you've got to charge for that. Like, it is so good. You have got to charge for that. And I'm gonna, I am going to stand firm in the place of you've got to charge for that because it's way, 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 way too much content to be given away for free. Like, holy cow. And I love the idea of doing, like, a 60 or 90 minute, whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. where they're going to get value from it, but they can start to get the feel for what it would feel like to be in the work with you. And then they can mm-hmm. opt into the 21 day or, and, you know, cause I agree with Alan, like, you know, people got to put the cash on the barrel head and, you know, and, and not $17 a month, just saying. So <laughs> I have a little resentment about that. I'll get over it. I promise. But it's going to take me more than, you know, 12 hours. I was so mad when I saw that from you last night. I was like, what the? So, as you know by my reaction to you, which was, what the WTF? Like, what are these people thinking? So, yeah, I'm totally with Ellen. And, Ellen, I don't think it's mercenary whatsoever. It's like we're, we are in business to serve people and to make money, and we have to make the money in order to continue to serve people. So, yeah, I love the idea of a call and then, cash on the barrel head for the 21 day and, you know, whatever price point you want to put that at, you know, is, is what, you know, but I mean, you threw some numbers out at me that, you know, particularly if it's going to be an online and you don't, you know, they're just doing the video recordings and you don't necessarily have to be there every day doing it. Now it's just a, you know, something that you can pop in and, and like you said, maybe do, you know, one call per week as they're going through it to help, get them centered and bring them in, you know, at seven days, 14 days, and then 21 days, something like that. So, yeah, but I, I agree with, I agree with Ellen. If it's that time length, then gotta, gotta charge them the Benjamins. So, or the, okay. I don't know, what's a bigger bill than Benjamin? <laughs> so. No, I appreciate uh-huh. that. And that does feel better. Like if I do, like the the um, first workshop that I've been doing on the writing side has been, um, I've been charging forty seven for it, and um, it's not flying off the shelf at that at that price. 
but <laughs> I appreciate the people who are paying it and the work that they're doing in the space. Um, and they've all said that they got really great results and there were some purchases afterwards, so it's working. Um, just not at the volume that I'd like to see. So if I offered a story shifting workshop where I shared the <coughs> the framework got people into the work and then offered the 21 days, um, I think I could probably do that. The 21 days at like, I don't know, 97, 197. I probably wouldn't go any higher than 197. Oh, I think it should be way, way, way higher than that. 21 days. Yeah, and you're gonna, gonna you're going. What? Yeah, yeah, you're gonna go I'm offer not... it at Nike. <laughs> they got jobs. Yeah. You can pay. I mean, because look, look at it. Oh, look at it well, because now it's not just the Facebook thing. Now we're we are talking about the we are talking about you know three to five hours of online. I'm with me. You're right. It's not the same offer. That's what I was. So it does need to go up. And think of it. Think of it as like, would you? I mean, just the amount of effort that you would be willing to show up and put in if you had one client at six ninety seven versus six clients at ninety seven or seven clients at ninety seven, mm-hmm. right? I mean, just think how much more focused you would be able to be with one client at six ninety seven. I mean, I, I actually I'm yeah. saying I don't know I don't know if you have uh, if it's all video based or if there is if they do get to access you. Yeah, it would be it would be um, like five or six hours with me online over the three weeks, um, and then it would be. Um, and those would be like breakthrough coaching sessions done in a group type setting. And then after that, um, they would have daily prompts, which would come through email. And then it would be my interaction in the Facebook group. So it's a good chunk of my time. I, I think I offered it to Nike for like, I offered them like a four or five hour training for 597. So. For how much? That sounds about right. You offered it to them for how much? I think I, I went around and around. I want to say it was like five ninety seven per person because they don't oh, have person. the okay. group budget. Yeah, they don't yeah that's the that's good. Five ninety seven per person. That sounds more more like it. I know I'm yeah. able to show up more powerfully if I'm charging. I mean the best me or a better me comes out the more I'm charging and yeah. you you are definitely worth it I wouldn't be saying this if I didn't think you were worth it you know if I thought you were like a $47 talent I'd be saying well Amanda you might want to turn that down no <laughs> no you are <laughs> worth it and if you are and if you are like me the more you charge the better you're channeling what you have to offer when you're teaching you know, you, like, surrender yourself to the info that's, uh, like, channeling through you. So, I, I yeah, I, I, yeah. So, I, yeah. I, I, ho- I hope this is helpful. And, like, I, I'm very okay. aware. My, my family, um, when I talk like this to them, they, they don't like it. <laughs> 
they think I'm too. They, my, I have a few people who in my family who are, um, you know, healers, and they'll come to me for advice on pricing structure. They're like, oh, I'm a sensitive, and I'm just not like a just do it kind of person. And 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 you know, my opinion is, uh, I'm just very aware that it can come off as very. Uh, I'm opinionated, and I have I'm very strong in in sharing it. So I hope that's not off-putting to you. No, it's great. It's good feedback. I really appreciate it. And yeah, it's, I really... You know, it's, I, one of those, it's one of those things that was creating a lot of dissonance for me. I was trying to figure it out. Like, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't really feel good about offering the 21 days for free because of the results that we got. So having you say that was affirmation of that. Yeah. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing I I know I already said this, but to really really emphasize up front is the benefit you are providing people, and not the process. I mean, when I hear, I mean, and and the word story is out there a lot, and and you know, people in uh, coaching, and so I might tend to I might try to. I don't know. I would I would lead up front with the benefit you are going to provide the people and not the process which is addressing people's internal story. You know, and the benefit that well, you're providing. You know, it's more like this is this is the messaging that I'm thinking about and it's really like and this is based on the people who um are showing up for it and getting the most out of it is like this is for people who are so self-developed, but nothing is working. Like they have this one story that keeps coming up and it's all of the tools and all the workshops and everything that they've been doing are not working to make this change. And it's because I, I really am breaking the rules. The I'm breaking rules in the self-development circles to have people face some things. So it's kind of like they needed those rules to get as far as they got, but now we got to break them for them to have their breakthrough and so those are that's the target is like people who you know are have done tons and tons of work and um and are trying to use those tools and skills and they're not able to move it forward they're not able to and so it'll be like um the the topic that worked at nike was break through the story ceiling break through your story ceiling Feeling, F F as in Frank, feeling? Feeling, as in like a glass feeling. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I like that. I like that. It really, I mean, obviously like 193 people really liked it. I was like, well, okay. Um, But I think it's language like that, kind of like, you know, part of what I'm stepping into is... um, is being my challenging self, like helping people to identify the more subtle places where we not only go unconscious, but we we've trained ourselves to go unconscious, and that the the work that we need to do next requires us to undo some of that stuff. So I think it's just I think those are more my people, which is they're a little bit harder to. Um, 
and maybe that's not true. It seems like they might be a little bit harder to sell to because they have this kind of like jaded, I've tried everything type of energy about them. <laughs> but they're also pretty desperate because it hurts to be, you know, a leader who knows that you can help other people, but you can't overcome this one last thing that if you had a breakthrough here, it would really help. All right, well, um, I have to go because I'm meeting someone at 10 and I need to take a shower, but I'm more than helpful, more than willing to be helpful if you have anything else you want to bounce off me, but if you could email it to me. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and I, sorry, I mean, I, I hope I was able to be a little bit helpful. You were. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for receiving my, um, my style. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get like really opinionated, but it's just my opinion. Yeah. For what no, it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I actually am, now that we're talking about it, I'm actually excited to, to talk about this more with you, but I, I got, I got to go. Yeah. Thank you, Ellen. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thanks, have Ellen. A, have a great week, you guys. Thanks. You too. I'm going to try to be a, a, an Olympic-level leaper this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. 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 So is there um, other feedback that I, can, that I can give you, Amanda, about the program? Um, I don't I can't think of anything. I think we kind of covered the that. Yeah. 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 I I would really, really, really love to see you charging for the 21 day deal. And I love your idea of having a, a you know, like getting them into the work a little bit with you so they can feel it and have a sense of what it is. You know, you can do that you know, preliminary, you know, complimentary, whatever you want to call it, you know, call. And then, you know, because the reality is, I don't think a $17 client is who you're looking for anyways, you know? No. And so, you know, I loved Ellen's approach to, like, if you had one client that was paying you $697, like, you know, you can have one of those or you can have you know, six ninety-seven dollar clients, and you know, so it's just a different. It's a different equation to get to. You know, it's just different mathematics to get to the same bottom line. And I think mm-hmm. at Nike, you're you're entering into a space where, you know, it's it's clients that you know maybe they haven't done some of the depth of work that some of your other clients have, but that may work in your favor, because you know to be able to get into a room, you know, where they can go deep and not have to have some of those other experiences is great. Like right. to get to get the premium experience right out of the gate, like how great is that? So um, I, I'm, I'm so super excited for you with that thing. And it's, uh, it, it's, you know, your year is set now. You're already here. It's here. It isn't, you're not waiting anymore. It is here. You're in it. And, you know, so I just, um, and uh, the Ursula thing, oh, my God, you two are so good. <laughs> she was so, so good. <laughs> the, the minute you two started talking, uh, you know, 
the minute you, it was, it was interesting because when you were kind of doing the intro, you know, I was like, oh, this is the difference between her trying to do something that is kind of like more, which I go through the same thing. When I have certain, you know, things I'm trying to cover, it's not the same as when I'm free and loose. But the minute you started talking about your personal relationship with her, everything shifted. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing just opened up and she was so damn good. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I was just like, man, she just gave so much to, you know, the viewers and, it, you know, in the interaction between the two of you, you could totally see the love and respect and camaraderie and, um, you know, and I love the truthfulness of, you know, both of you talking about, you know, it's not always a pretty journey. And so, yeah, it was really, really good. It was just, you know, I mean, I've, I've always had a lot of respect for both of you. And that, that video, that, that interview, all it did is confirm what I have already experienced with both of you. And I've never even been really in one of her things. I've been with her, you know, around you in your things and, you know, you guys doing things together. And yeah, it was really, really, really good. So enjoyed it. I'm I'm glad. It was really funny. I had to um we had to re record the end of it. Uh because Luca walked in, right? When I was asking her, like, how do you stay mindful? <laughs> what's, what's your growing edge of being mindful? Oh my god, I almost see myself. He like came, ran in, like escaped his babysitter upstairs and ran in, jumped on her lap. Oh, cute. And, and then when he saw me on the screen, you know, he loved me. So he was like and it was just him and me, and she was, she was just so mortified. So she, like, called and texted me afterwards, and she's like, we need to re-record that. I'm like, oh, okay, if you have to. I thought it was kind of perfect, but. Yeah. <laughs> and then, oh, and then the so cute. I did that day with Elisa, um, her phone started ringing, and she was like, Look, Amanda, she, like, picked up her phone in the middle of the interview. There are no cords attached to it at all, but there's still something ringing. <laughs> it was, like, it was just so funny, so perfect. It was like, And they were mortified, you know. They're like, oh, my God, these are your first t-shirts. I'm like, no, this is so damn good. I so appreciate this. This is what we're real. talking about. You don't have to be mindful when shit isn't going wrong, you know, like. This is it's why so you real. Have to be yeah. <laughs> That's the way the world works. That is real. That's really what it's like. Oh my gosh, I love it. It's so good. So so good. Uh, Classic. Well, you know, I'm still working through because I really do want to finish the 21 day thing. But the thing I, you know, I've gotten to the the villain and the, you know, and so. Uh, so the villain, the superpowers, I'm like, superpowers? I don't know what the hell my superpowers are. Like, if I had to guess, it's like, you know, in, you know, having, being intuitive and being able to actually perceive what's happening in a situation. And then, you know, and then being yeah. able to actually um, articulate it, being willing to articulate the experience that's happening. And, you know, certainly... I think I have the ability to take concepts and put them into some kind of a uh, and deliver it to people in a way that they can take it in maybe. So um, 
Yeah, so it's been fun. It's it's actually it's a great. I, I'm having a good time with it, and I just decided I wasn't going to rush myself through it because I already kind of got off track with staying on it with the 21 days. So I love the fact that you're just leaving it out there for us to use because a lot of people that go through it with you that that's going to be the case for them. You know, they're not going to get it done inside of that 21 day time period, and so to be mm-hmm. able to keep on and finish it, and I think that's an important piece. You know, to the framing of it is, you know, for people to know, like you, if you, it may take you more than the 21 days, but we're working towards, you know, pacing it and then just, you know, letting people know to expect that. And the value is still going to happen for them if they complete it, regardless of whether they do it in the 21 days or not. Cause you know, I'm still messing around with it. I'm still getting a ton of value and people aren't posting necessarily about it so much in the Facebook group anymore, but I'm still getting value out of it just stepping through it myself and listening to the videos and doing it. So even without the interaction of a lot of other people, I'm still getting value out of it. Right. I don't know if it helps you to know that, but. Um, no, it's really helpful. Yeah. No, yeah, I appreciate so, that. Yeah. Um, so, and, you know, and, so everybody's yeah. going to have a pace and whatever that's going to look like for them is what it's going to look like. Exactly. Yeah. I just want it to be doable for everybody in whatever circumstance. And I do think that um, having that opportunity for the weekly will help most people, you know, like stay with the process a little bit more closely. Um, unless, you know, if they've broken an arm and have to have surgery. <laughs> I know, like I'm trying to cut myself a break of like, you know, it's not just because I'm like a ne'er-do-well that's not willing to do the work, you know, it's just I, you know, I've, I've had a few bumps along the way and it's taken me a little time to regroup and so, you know, um, so it's exciting for me to get to do it. So, yeah, and I agree with you, the calls, I think will push people to actually carve out the time to get caught up with at least that section of it before your call because they'll want to be able to interact with a group. So I think you're dead on with that. So, okay, my sweet friend, I met my appointment, so I'm going to have to go. Okay. But um, it's good to chat with you, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.